hi, my name is Scott, and I have read all of the Harry Potter books multiple times. I've seen all of the movies, and like most of my peers, I continue to be a Harry Potter enthusiast to this day. And I'm Becky, and I have never read a Harry Potter book or seen any of the films, which makes me the ultimate muggle. Join us as we make our way through each book, section by section, where Becky will make predictions about what she thinks will happen next. And Scott will try to convince me why it's a good series worth reading and maybe even worth loving. Hi, everyone. Welcome to A Muggle's Guide to Hogwarts, where we are exploring the Harry Potter series with the ultimate muggle, someone who has never read the books, never seen the movies, and never, ever intended to do so until I asked her politely to read them with me. She's read one book. We're through Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and now we are chatting about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, and we're actually like near the end i can't believe we're near the end of the second book already do we only have one more episode after this i think two two more mm. yeah maybe we'll, have, we'll get back to you on that yeah how are you feeling so far we are getting through harry potter and the chamber of secrets you feeling good yeah i'm feeling good this book is like especially these last chapters this is more like a mystery like a mystery novel you know? Yeah, we have to figure out who opened the Chamber of Secrets and if there is a Chamber of Secrets and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a mystery detective sleuthing novel. Yeah, can I make kind of like a observation slash big prediction right now? I would love you to do that. Well, okay, so this Chamber of Secrets has been opened by this air and everyone's like harry thinks it's malfoy and a bunch of people think it's harry but like harry and malfoy have been there for a year i feel like logic would say that it would be whoever is new to hogwarts like a first year or lockhart or someone different that was not there last year yeah a lot of this doesn't really make any sense it's like why would you think it's Harry when he was there a year previously? Like, why would he all of a sudden be like, oh, okay, now I'm going to kill a bunch of people with this, right. with like, opening by opening the Chamber of Secrets? Right. It doesn't make much sense. It also doesn't hold much water for Malfoy's, th like, the theory that Malfoy mm -hmm. is one or is the heir because of the same thing. No, because he would have, if, if he was the first year, he would have been like, here I go doing my thing. Here I go killing again. Yeah. So. I feel like both of those theories are baloney. And those are really the only two theories up until this point. I think those are the only two theories that are really talked about mm -hmm. is that it's either Harry and most people think it's Harry or Malfoy and pretty much only Harry, Ron and Hermione think <laughs> it's Malfoy, right. which is weird. Yeah. But yeah, don't think too much about it. That's. <laughs> That's the rule for all of these I feel books. Like you say that That's every, the rule for all of these every books. episode. Yeah, when yeah. I, um, yeah. Before we dive in, I just want to bring up one thing. So last episode, we talked about ghosts because there was the death day party. Yes. And 
I realized this while editing it, and then I had someone point it out to me, is that ghosts in Harry Potter can't interact with their environment, but they mm. can interact with themselves. Okay. So we were talking about how is it possible that ghosts can clap? And I guess the answer is they can interact with themselves. Okay. I'll buy that. But the question is, there are multiple instances in the book where ghosts happen to interact with other things. Mm -hmm. One of them is Moaning Myrtle, who floods her bathroom a lot. Mm -hmm. How does she do that? She's a ghost. I don't know. Taking big dumps. A ghost dump? (laughs) Oh, so ghost dumps can interact with the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can clog the toilet. (laughs) But anything else ghosts do, just no go. Anyway, just wanted to bring that up, clear that up. I think that makes sense in a weird way, but it is what it is. Yeah, even like them eating, it was like they, it would just pass through them. But in that case, how do they even hold it then? You know what I mean? Yeah. Ghosts don't eat. Yeah, but you, but it said that they would like pretend to eat and it would just pass through them. Yeah. But then how do they even like, if they can't interact with anything, how do they even hold it? To pretend to eat it. Well, in, in the section that we just read, the death day party, the ghosts just like opened their mouth and flew through the table. And so the food was oh. on the table and they just opened their mouth and flew over the table and like through the table. Like a... They've like, yeah, they don't hold the food. Like a whale shark? Exactly like a <laughs> whale shark. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Enough about ghosts. All right. For those of you who are... Just joining us for some reason, starting on episode five of season two of this podcast, Becky is uh, going through this book for the first time, and at the end of this episode, she's going to make detailed predictions about what she thinks happens in the next section of chapters. But for this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about what happened in the previous three chapters and see if her predictions were right or were wrong. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that you were pretty good last I did episode. Pretty good this time. This might be my closest set of predictions yet. Yeah, you did a pretty good job. It's a little suspicious, actually. You did a pretty good job. <laughs> did you read this before? No, I did not. Yeah. Well, you did a pretty good job. Well, thank you. So, last episode, uh, she made predictions for the three chapters chapters 10, 11, and 12. Chapter 10 is the Rogue Bludger. Chapter 11 is the Dueling Club. And then Chapter 12 is the Polyjuice Potion. So those are the three that we read this week. Yes. You want to talk about the Rogue Bludger? A lot happens, okay? So yeah. these are these three chapters are packed full of are. It was like important stuff. 70 pages. It was a long one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was lengthy. And everything, like... Everything is pretty important that happens. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's a lot of like building and hints and clues and probably some red herrings thrown in there too. That's why like I, I was saying it's starting to feel more like a mystery. I, I know in the last book we were also like trying to figure out stuff about the Sorcerer's Stone and all that stuff, but it didn't read like the structure of an of it wasn't like a mystery like this one is. Like we have these people getting petrified. We have this cat. We have this message. We have these mysterious spiders that seem to be always scurrying off. Mm -hmm. So like it's 
set up very much like a mystery novel to me. And there was a lot of that in these chapters. Um, I really liked these chapters. They were definitely intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good to hear. That makes me happy. So previously, at the end of the other batch of chapters that we read, they had decided to make a potion called the Polyjuice Potion that could disguise them so they could then interrogate Malfoy to learn more about the Chamber of Secrets because they think he's the one that's right. opening it. And uh, these three chapters kind of behind the scenes in these chapters, they are working on the Polyjuice Potion. Yeah, it's a long process. Yeah, it takes a, a lot of time. times they're like, let's do this. And the next chapter, they just like do it in a paragraph. But this is like the whole time. It's like all about this Polyjuice Potion. First, they have to get... Professor Lockhart to sign off on their library pass or whatever so they can get this book from the restricted section. And then they go hide out in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom, which like becomes their little like secret clubhouse. Yeah, because no one no one goes there. <laughs> which is really funny. They just keep on hiding there. That's where I they make know. the potion. Which is really weird. And there's a lot of stuff that I don't even know what it is like skin of a boom slang are we supposed to know what a boom slang is no we're not <laughs> that's what's so great we don't know what any of this stuff is and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but i want to know what it is well there's probably something called a boom slang okay and they take its skin off ew i don't know maybe it sheds its skin maybe it's a it's a reptile well, maybe it's a like a fruit Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a plant or a fruit, and they just take okay. the peel off, and they call it the skin. Or maybe it's an apple or like a potato. <laughs> maybe it's a type of potato. <laughs> type of potato. <laughs> yeah. Fried boom slangs. Toss some of them taters in there. We're <laughs> okay. just making up a soup. Yeah. It's a nice stew. Okay, cool. So they're 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 working on this thing, but it's gonna take a while. Yeah, it takes. Like months? Oh, it takes, I think, a month, but they have to, like, find all of these things first as well. Right, right. So then we go to the big Quidditch game. Right, yeah. So this episode, this episode, this chapter is about the Quidditch game. Mm-hmm. Gotta have Quidditch. Gotta have that Quidditch. Gotta have that Quidditch. So as I predicted, it's Malfoy and Harry's, like, big face-off Mm -hmm. as the new Seekers. Um, and yeah, the bludgers just going crazy. Can we? Can I just say one thing? Yeah. I, I like how, you know, this game is stressful for them because Slytherin has like really good brooms now. Mm -hmm. And Oliver Wood's like, don't worry about it. We have Harry. He's the best ever. And yeah. then he goes to Harry and he's like, Harry, really try to catch the snitch. Yeah. And it's like, what else would Harry be trying to do? Like, I know, I don't know. Yeah, dumb. But you know what? Silly. That happened. That actually like happens. Like in normal sports, people are like, I know you try every time, but try harder try this time. Really <laughs> hard to not mess it up for the Just rest. Just do of what us. you're supposed to do in the sports game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And win. Yeah, okay? win the sports game. Yeah, yeah. But then there's this rogue bludger that is chasing Harry down mm -hmm. and tries to hit him. Yeah, that sounds really painful. And then and it dangerous. does hit him. And then it does hit him. And it breaks his arm. Yes. 
it does break his arm. So he goes down, his arm's broken, and is it, yeah, Lockhart comes over to fix it. So Lockhart's yeah. just an idiot. This is a classic scene, by the way. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Where Lockhart Wait. comes over, yeah. Harry, and he's like, I can fix you. And then he takes all of the bones out of his arm. Yeah, and isn't Harry like, no, 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 don't. Yeah, yeah. Because he knows that he's like terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he doesn't have any bones in it. He has like a little rubber arm. Mm -hmm. Classic rubber arm. That's so sad. Classic. So I had predicted that Malfoy got hurt, but I guess it's Harry. Yes. So Harry. Yeah. But, but Harry did catch the snitch. So they won the yes, game. Which was like hovering right by Malfoy's head, which yeah. was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's like a good hiding place. Right where no one's looking. <laughs> I would always do that in hide and seek whenever we would play, like growing up. I would always hide, like, right under where they were counting or, like, right next to them because they would never look there. Sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. 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 I'm so sneaky. So then all of his arm, well, all of his bones are gone. Yeah. It from says, his arm. it says, his 33 bones are gone. I was going to ask you as a biologist if that was correct. Oh, yes. Let me search my anatomy of humans <laughs> to, to, to learn. Hold on. You so, don't know? Searching. Hold on. Searching. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me typing. How I don't know. Many I don't know bones the answer. In I guess it would be like one arm plus one hand. And I think there are like 20-something in the hand, so... That makes sense. There are three bones in the arm. <laughs> what about I the hand? I did know that. Now that I take three seconds to actually think about it, I do know that there okay, are three bones in the arm. Okay, but what about the hand? Uh, okay, human hand. Yeah, probably lots more. 27. 27. That, so that's only 30. That's 30 bones. Why does it say maybe 33? Wizards, maybe wizards, wizards have three extra wizards bones. Wizards have three extra bones? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, somebody Maybe comment like some or bone up here or something. Yeah, like someone let us know what shoulder, we're missing because clavicle. I don't think he his clavicle is missing. I don't. He's missing thirty three bones. <laughs> Are you sure it said thirty three? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No. Someone. Wait. Now I'm not. Someone. That's what us. I wrote down. Let so, me check. The someone records. tell us what what are the three bones that we're missing? Okay. Here it is, page 175. Madam Pomfrey came storming over, shouting, the, this boy needs rest. He's got 33 bones to regrow. Out, out. Oh, 33. 33. All right, someone tell us what bones we're missing. What are the three bones that we don't know about? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Those are important. Okay, and then freaking the little rat comes back. <laughs> <laughs> the little rat? Yeah. You mean Dobby? Yeah, Dobby. <laughs> yes, Dobby comes back. Like I said he would. Right. Well, I told you well, that yeah, he comes back. Well, yeah, but I, yes, but. Okay, and what does Dobby do? Dobby tells him to stop looking for the air. And he says that he enchanted the bludger. Yeah, he enchanted the bludger and he shut down platform nine and three quarters. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So he's like doing everything he possibly can to get Harry to leave Hogwarts. Right. Because he's trying to protect him. And the working theory is that he's the Malfoy's house elf, but we don't know that, right? That's just like... I think that's just what Ron guessed. It's like Ron and Harry think, but I think that is false. You don't think so? 
I don't think so. Yeah, I think just Ron and Harry made that up at the beginning. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think just because he's treated very poorly and because the Malfoys are like very rich and would have a house elf. I don't know. There's some weird like sweeping assumption that is happening. Yeah. I feel like we're going to find out that it belongs to someone else. Okay. He's in his like dirty pillowcase again, which they talk about. And I found it, obviously I'm going to bring up any like clothing related things because I found it really interesting that he's like, oh, that's how how selves get set free if their masters give them clothes and then they're they're free. Like, so everyone's scared of even like handing us a sock. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, why can't Dobby just mind his own bit? Why can't everyone just mind their own business? But why does Dobby feel the need to get so involved? I In guess. Harry's life? Yeah. What does he care about Harry? I don't know. Maybe you're just going to have to wait and find out. Okay. But yeah. So Are they brothers? Dobby and Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brothers. That's the big reveal. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be crazy. And then in the hospital wing, something important happens. Colin. There's another victim. Yeah. It's Colin Creevy. And they're like, they wheel him in. And they're like, maybe he took a picture of oh, the creature, yeah. right? And yeah, then they yeah. open his camera and. Melted. It's melted. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Colin. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he is annoying, though. And that was kind of that chapter. Yeah. Do you remember what you predicted about the dueling club? Yes. You thought it was a literal club. Yeah. Why not? Like a weapon mm-hmm. that people dueled with. Yes, because all this other stuff has been enchanted to come after Harry. So I thought. That maybe it would be like a weapon, you know, they they hide behind suits of armor or there might be like weaponry hanging about. I mean, fair enough. It's just really funny to me when like it's just like a get to get just like gathering yeah. of students. Yeah, but it's, yeah. so it's really funny to think about it as a literal club yeah. that you like hit someone with. Yeah, I didn't quite understand the dueling club, if I'm being honest. What, like, what don't you understand? Okay, so they face off, like they look at each other and mm-hmm. they wave their wands and ca- simultaneously cast spells on each other. Yeah. And and what, the strongest spell wins? Like, well, okay, so like dueling with wizards is like dueling with guns for humans. It's typically if you were to get into a duel, it would be because you are fighting for your life, right? You are trying to kill somebody. And so this is just preparation so they can learn how to defend themselves. And I guess the whole premise was it's kind of dangerous now. There's something petrifying students and they want the students to be a little bit more prepared. So they're teaching them some skills to learn in case they need to defend themselves. But they're just doing it through this format of the dueling club. So they're learning like the formal steps for how a wizard duels. I suppose... I think what I'm confused about is, like, they do their demonstration, and obviously, like, Lockhart fails but tries to pass it off like he failed on purpose as a lesson. And then he's telling them to only do a, like, nullification spell, basically. 
But if they're both doing nullification spells, then what does that mean? I I think he was just trying to get them to use like not dangerous spells. Like no, he said maybe it's defensive spells, but or stunning spells or something. I mean, he doesn't want them to hurt each other, right? He said, I said disarm only, Lockhart shouted in alarm over the heads of the battling crowd. Oh, disarm. Crowd. Yeah, so disarming spells would cause your opponent to drop their wand. So whoever's quicker would get your opponent to drop their oh, wand. Oh, I did not understand that at all. So it's not just casting like a shield, like a defensive shield. It's trying to get your opponent to drop their wand. Okay, I thought a disarming spell was one that would, like I said, like, nicks the spell that the other person was doing so it's like it is more like a a western gun yeah. drawing thing where it's like how fast can you get the other person's wand exactly, to fall? exactly okay i didn't understand that at all because they weren't doing that they were doing real spells when you in the movie version it's like very clear parallels to like you stand with the backs to each other. You oh, take yeah. three paces. You turn, and then you use your spell. Like it's very clear. Okay, cut. Like, I just thought they were like of. they were literally like one person was like trying to turn them into a cat, and the other person was trying to turn them into a dog, and it was whatever one was stronger. It didn't make a lot of sense. It to is me. a bit weird that like they're training students to defend themselves, but kind of in this weird format of of this formal duel because. Why would you do that if you're trying to defend yourself? Yeah, you know? but that's not what they do. Odd. That's not really what they do in the example either. Like he doesn't drop his weapon. He like flies across the room and hits oh, something. Lockhart? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, that's because Snape is a dick. And Okay. I mean, that's fair, but I was confused. Yeah, fair enough. It's a little confusing. That's not really the important part of this chapter. (laughs) It's called the Dueling Club. It is called the Dueling Club. But the important part is Malfoy and Harry get paired up. Yeah. And Malfoy summons a snake. Yes. Like a big snake comes out of his wand and then it like starts to go after Justin Finch Fletchley. Mm -hmm. And Harry talks to the snake. Right. And it's kind of like happening out of his control he doesn't realize he's Mm -hmm. talking to the snake he's just kind of like instinctively saying don't go after justin like don't attack justin leave him alone but and but he doesn't really know that he's speaking a different language right and he's also moving against his will too yeah so he's moving towards him and he's talking to the snake and everyone freaks out yeah, because like that's a everyone. huge. That's like a huge reveal. No one speaks snake language, so it's called parcel tongue or parcel mouth. Mm-hmm. And well, I think the language is called parcel tongue, and what Harry's doing, like or what he is, is a parcel mouth. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And no one speaks it. Like it's very rare to speak parcel tongue. Right, but we as the reader. We didn't really know that because he's talked to a snake before and yeah. it was just like whatever. Like we didn't know that no one else could do that or that only dark wizards did that or we had no context for this. We just know that he did it at the zoo that one time and it was kind of funny. Yeah. So that was kind of a big reveal to the reader, I think. Okay, so then Harry gets caught at the scene of the crime again with these 
two people being petrified, right? Yeah, well, it's Justin Finch Fletchley, who is right. a muggle-born. Yes. And it's uh, Nearly Headless Nick. So he just spoke parcel tongue to Justin, trying mm-hmm. to protect him. Right. And then late, and so everyone suspects him of being the Slytherin heir. I feel like it's it's odd that Harry keeps on being in proximity in proximity to these things. I feel like is someone just waiting until he's around to do this? You know what I mean? Like it's it's it very does seem really strange. <laughs> yeah, it's like how are you, like how do you have this bad of luck? But but the thing is like he hears that voice, right? Mm. And that voice precedes a lot of the the killings and so point. he's kind of chasing after it. Um and so he kind of I don't know. I think it's at least plausible that he's like chasing after this voice and then stumbles upon okay. it. Okay. Okay. But he gets in big trouble. It's weird that nearly headless Nick can get petrified. Yeah, because he's dead. He's a ghost. He's a straight up ghost. Ghosts can clap. Yes. But they can't interact with other objects. Yes. But they can get petrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very convoluted. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Harry gets caught there again and yeah. then gets in trouble. and Big time. And McGonagall just like whisks him away off to Dumbledore's office. Is it Dumbledore? I thought it was Dumbledore's home. I thought it was like his place well, of living. I think he, he might sleep there, but it's also his office. It's, it's his very, office it's in the very, tower? Yeah. It's very clearly stated Dumbledore's office. I don't, Maybe I he don't sleeps know in about his that. office. But hasn't Harry been in his office before? No. Maybe no. Okay. So while he's in the office, he sees the sorting hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was super cool because I kind of thought we were done with the sorting hat. Like, it's not like they get sorted every year or they get resorted. So that was a super interesting way to kind of like reiterate this. Should he or shouldn't he have been in Slytherin kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to put a little bit more pressure on us Mm -hmm. as the readers thinking like maybe Harry does have something to do with this, you know? Yeah, I don't think he does. Oh, and then the bird. <laughs> I thought yeah. the bird thing was really funny. I like Professor Dumbledore. He's silly. He's just like, he's like just kooky enough and like says weird things that I think are really funny. And yeah. he's like, oh, it's about time that d- bird died. died. Exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So this is, an, it's an important bird. Uh, it's called Fox. Its name is Fox and it's a Phoenix and we Dumbledore reveals a couple things about it. It reveals that it like bursts into flame when it dies. It reveals that it's very loyal and it, he reveals that, uh, it has healing powers. Like it, it's tears have healing powers. There's also a Phoenix on the cover of the book. Uh, so we've, we've heard of Phoenixes before in the whole wand situation mm-hmm. at Ollivander's. There's also a phoenix on the cover of this. Was there one on the cover of the last book too? No, not okay. on the last one. There's one on the cover of this book. And so I feel like it's important. Mm-hmm. If it's on the cover of, of a book, likely, it's probably important. <laughs> likely yeah. it's important. It's you like, knew that right away like too. Real like you saw that too. and you were like, oh, that's a phoenix. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's bigger than Harry on the cover of this book. 
Well, Harry's like 12. Okay, but a burr being bigger than a 12-year-old boy is still pretty impressive. just died and got reborn. How do you count a phoenix age? How do you track that? I don't know. Love. Love. Measure it in love. Measure, measure in love. <laughs> okay, yes. So they do that. And, and Dumb- then... Dumbledore's like, Harry, I don't think... I don't think you're opening the Chamber of Secrets, but is there something you want to tell me? And Harry's like, nah, nope, we're good. Uh, Yeah, even though he's hearing voices. Yeah. And he maybe should have told him, but Ron was like, that's not good. He knows a lot more about what's going on than he wants to tell anyone because he doesn't want people to think he's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe he should just, you know, be honest. Yeah. Maybe Dumbledore could help him figure it probably. out. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Okay, so then It's winter. The polyjuice potion happens yeah. kind of over Christmas break. Chris, yeah, over Christmas break. Yeah. And every I thought it was funny how like everyone was like, I'm not staying here after the whole dueling thing. And so everyone leaves, but Malfoy's still there for some reason. All the important people they need to be there are still there. Yeah. <laughs> Conveniently at Christmas break. <laughs> Everyone Everyone. that needs to stick around sticks around so the plot can move forward. But everyone else leaves, so there's not a lot of like... There's no other witnesses. (laughs) Just just the Polyjuice Potion crew. Yep. Crab, Malfoy. Only people needed for these scenes are called. That's it. Those (laughs) are the only people. Percy's there for some reason. Yeah, Percy's there because he didn't want to go to Egypt or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so... Polyjuice potion happens. Hermione's like, I did it. And they have to put their stuff in their glasses and drink it. They get hairs from from Crab Goyle. And then she's turning into some, she's turning into Millicent Bulstrode. Yes, who she dueled with. And she Mm -hmm. got some hair on her robe or whatever. So they have to put their hair in the potion and then they drink it. Mm -hmm. And it's gross. I think it's really gross. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's gross. Yeah. I don't think it tastes good. They're also like, gosh, I hate to like keep harping on this one thing, but everyone who's talked about negatively seems to be described as large or obese or fat. And they're like, yeah, once we drink this potion, we won't all fit in this bathroom stall. We better do it in our own stalls. Like, what the? Like, why is that important? J.K. Rowling, like, that is a feature she uses for bad people (laughs) is being obese. Oh, my gosh. Maybe she hates fat people. Uh, Just, I don't understand. Um, She hates a lot of people. Maybe fat people is on that list. I think they also had to have a reason to be in separate stalls because Hermione refuses to come out. And we don't know why for a little bit. But then right. we learn after the whole thing. So Hermione refuses to come out, so she needs to be, like, concealed from them. So Harry and Ron are transformed into Crab and Goyle. Real Crab and Goyle are passed out from eating cake that they left on a stairwell for them, which is... Yeah, Hermione enchanted it to be, like, full of sleeping potion or something. <laughs> so they're asleep. They eat chocolate cakes because they're so fat they can't resist. Right. They can't and like, resist couldn't you just put them to sleep instead they, of going for that extra? They can't step. resist a cake. So they like they find these cakes and eat them and then fall asleep. Yeah. So they're crab and goyle. They 
have to find how to get to Slytherin's quarters because they don't actually know. Yeah, this was this I feel like is a big flaw in their plan. Right. Like, where the hell do we go now? Yeah, they're like, uh oh, we, we don't spent, even know how to get there. We spent like at least a month on this potion. <laughs> we, Hermione stole ingredients, and there's like, oh wait, where how do we? Do we, we only go? have an hour. <laughs> They, Maybe they like, should have figured that out They beforehand. could have thought that through in the last month for sure. It's probably not hard to find other students' common room. Just follow the student. Right? Just follow them. They try to ask someone and she's like, I'm a Ravenclaw. Then they find Malfoy, who's who they want to talk to. They get to go into the dormitory. They learn that Malfoy doesn't like know what they think he knows or they he doesn't know as much as they think he does. Yeah, basically, he doesn't really know. and He's not, like, involved is right. what they figure out. Right. They think he is the one doing it, and then he reveals that he's not really involved at all. Yeah. And he doesn't really know anything about it. Yeah, he doesn't know much, but he does let them in on, like, other things, like the newspaper clipping about Ron's dad and, mm-hmm. like, some yeah. more stuff about his father. And so they get some information that I think is going to, you know, move this plot forward, but they don't get what they want. He also tells them that last time the Chamber of Secrets was opened, and it was open previously, a, a girl died. Right. So he also reveals that. Is that a girl or just a person? I think it's a girl. Yeah. A mudblood? A mudblood. Maybe maybe he just said mudblood died, mm-hmm. yeah. Someone died. Mm-hmm. Right. Then they start to, like turn back into themselves and have to run away. And then they go back to the bathroom and they find out why Hermione was hiding because she got turned into a cat. Hermione the cat. Hermione is a kitty cat. Yeah. And the potion wasn't supposed to be used on animals or used with animals, so it's not wearing off in an hour like it should. Yeah. So... That's so she's so she's a cat now. So now she's yeah. just a cat. So for the rest of the series, Hermione's yeah. a cat. Yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, just kind of basically follows Ron and Harry mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. as a cat. Mm-hmm. That's it. Is she like a? I was picturing like a human-sized cat, but is she like a cat-sized cat? I think it can probably be whatever you want it to be. I was picturing like a furry. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is like a furry. Before furries existed? Yeah. Well, I'm sure they existed. I don't... Well, maybe. But I was picturing... I guess I was picturing more of like a mix between Hermione and a cat. Like she... You can still kind of tell it's Hermione, but she has like ears and big yellow eyes and a little bit of fur. But maybe it's just a cat because they were like turned in like exactly... They were transformed completely. Right, but... It wasn't supposed to be for animals, so I don't know. I need more information. Yeah. You're not going to get it. We're not going to get it? No, Mm. you're not. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay, so Polyjuice Potion transforms you into someone else for an hour. Mm -hmm. If you could drink a Polyjuice Potion and transform into someone else for an hour... Anyone in the world, who would you transform into to experience their life for an hour? Like anyone real or like fictional characters um, okay too? Yeah, or... real real or fictional. No, one real and one fictional. One real and one fictional. Hmm. Human? 
Well, obviously, you can't. It can't be cross species. That's right. okay. We just talked about we this. We did. We did. That's a tough question. It's a very tough question. I know my like if I could hang out with anyone for a day, who that would be. But that's not the same thing as being transformed yeah, into them because be, then I wouldn't be hanging out with them. You'd be like living their life for just an hour. For one you'd hour? You'd experience their life for an hour. Man, I don't know. Martin Short? <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> it could be Martin Short for an hour. That'd, That'd be, be super fun. Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one because you can't do much in an hour. No. So maybe... I don't know. Like, who has, like, a really cool life? Like, whose life could I take that I could, like, be on an awesome yacht for an hour or something? Yeah. You'd have to, like, be invited to a fancy party on a yacht, steal yeah. their hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. You don't even get their, like, thoughts or anything. Yeah, you're, you're just, just like, yourself yeah. as their. Yeah, then maybe I would want to be someone, like, hot. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you'd want to transform like into lively someone. lively or something. <laughs> yeah, into someone like super well-known or like attractive mm-hmm. or famous so that you you could experience that because that was that's all you'll experience. Yeah, it is weird because you're not actually them. You just have their body. Yeah. But what, hmm, what good could I do with someone else's body for? <laughs> for an hour. For one hour. Like what? Mm. I have one, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough question. Wait, so what about fictional? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. All right. We'll have to come back to this. Think about it. And everyone listening, let us know. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter. Who would you, if you could polyjuice into someone for an hour, who would you polyjuice into? You're basically just borrowing their shell. Like, you're not. But if you, like did some havoc or like did something like nobody's going to know that it wasn't them. So yeah. you could get someone canceled. You could get someone totally yeah. in jail potentially. <laughs> maybe that's the best power to have. Like maybe that's the best use for this is to right. ruin someone's life. Well, yeah, I can think mm. of one person. Yeah, I can think of a couple. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think. What, who would you polyjuice into if you could for an hour? we're going into the prediction section of the podcast now and this is how it works i'm going to give becky the names of the next three chapters that she's going to make predictions for i'm also going to tell her the main characters for these sections and i'm going to tell her the main locations that play an important role in these chapters are you ready oh yeah all right let's do it So chapter 13 is called The Very Secret Diary. Chapter 14 is called Cornelius Fudge. And chapter 15 is called Aragog. Those are weird chapter names. The main characters for this section of the book are Harry Ron and Hermione, Moaning Myrtle, T.M. Riddle's Diary, T.M. Riddle, Malfoy, Young Professor Dumbledore, Young Hagrid, Penelope Clearwater, Normal Aged Dumbledore, (laughs) Minister for Magic Cornelius Fudge, Lucius Malfoy, a bunch of spiders, the Ford Anglia, and Aragog. Wait, what's Aragog backwards? 
<laughs> this is a uh, Gagara. <laughs> yeah, ga- Gagara. Gagara. This is a. Uh, it's a lot of weird characters that I just put on that list. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the main locations are Myrtle's bathroom, the trophy room, T. M. Riddle's memories, Harry and Ron's dorm room, the infirmary or the hospital wing. Hagrid's Hut, The Forbidden Forest, and Aragog's Hollow. Whoa. There you go. Next three chapters. Okay. You ready? ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so things are ramping up. Things are getting a little wild. However, we still have like a million new characters they're introducing now at the near the end of the book, which is a little crazy. All right, so first up, we got chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary. I predict that Hermione is still a cat, like, for a while. Like, she's going to be a cat maybe until the end, when they can, like, solve it all at once. So she's a cat. They find out about this T.M. Riddle guy. I don't know why I think it's a guy, but I don't know. Maybe Moaning Myrtle tells them or someone someone tells them something about this guy who was around when the original Chamber of Secret thing happened or the last time it happened or whatever. Okay. So they go in search of his diary, which I would assume would be in the library, but you don't have that listed. So maybe it's in the trophy room. Hmm. So they find this this diary and it's like a living creature diary like how that one book screamed so this one like not only can you read it or it can like animate and like tell you about it but i think you also get to like be transported into the memories interesting okay yes so ron and harry and maybe cat hermione go into T.M. Riddle's memories, which is however many years ago, whenever it was open last time, they see young Dobbledore. Do- <laughs> That's <laughs> what he was called in his younger years. Dobbledore. Dobby and Dumbledore. Young Dumbledore. <laughs> they see young Dumbledore, young Hagrid, and they're kind of like watching these scenes act out. Like they can't interact with them, but they can like watch them. And I'm, I, I'm thinking this Penelope Clearwater girl is from the past, and I'm thinking she might be the one that got killed last time because you hmm. spoiled it that it was a girl, and I didn't know that. I, I didn't spoil it. It says it in the book, just okay. to be clear. Well, she also, Penelope Clearwater, like, sounds really innocent, and it sounds like it would be really sad if she got murdered. Okay. So maybe she was... A mudblood or whatever, and that's what happened. So now they have, like, more information about what happened last time. And they're like, okay, now we know what we got to do to figure this out. Like, somehow they know because they make sweeping jumps to conclusions that seem to be right a lot. They're right all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then chapter 14 is Cornelius Fudge. Who's the minister of magic or something? Yeah, because I, I 
give that away. Yeah, you, you tell me that. It's the Minister but, for Magic, Cornelius Fudge. Yeah, so I think we jump over to the Ron and Lucius Malfoy storyline where Ron's dad has been like, has gotten in trouble for something, but now Ron knows because of Malfoy where the bad stuff is hidden. So he tells his dad. I think we jump over to that storyline and we find out what Lucius has been hiding in the basement. And it's something that connects him to something. Like I was wondering if it was like those spiders or something, but I still don't think that Lucius has anything to do with this chamber of secrets. Like I think that would just be way too obvious. Mm, okay. But they find something that connects him to something, some kind of clue. Also, I was thinking about it because we haven't heard from Filch in a while, even though his cat is still petrified, right? Right, right. Filch and Mrs. Norris. And that's when we found out about squibs. Mm -hmm. So we've been thinking that it's some basically like wizard royalty that would be really mad about mud bloods being around right we've or not royalty but like a pure blood type thing someone that comes from a very long lineage of wizarding family but i was thinking like maybe it would be more like maybe a, a squib someone who was born to a wizard family but doesn't really have magical powers maybe they would be more upset about mud bloods being led into hogwarts you know what i mean Interesting. Because they're like, this isn't fair. I was actually supposed to have powers and I don't. And these people aren't supposed to have powers and they do. I just feel like they might have a better case for being mad about it. Like, yeah, anti-mudblood. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, Interesting. I could see it that way. I'm not really sure, but I feel like there's a reason that we learned that new term mm -hmm. in this book and all of this started with filch and his cat and then we haven't heard about them for a long time right, right so i am just curious what's going on there um yeah so that's chapter 14 and then chapter 15 is called aragog and i can't figure out what that word is supposed to be backwards or upside down <laughs> Gagara. or, Gagara. or a mirror image or. <laughs> it's an anagram. You have to rearrange the letters. I was thinking it kind of sounded like gargoyle, which there was a gargoyle outside of Dumbledore's office slash living quarters. Yeah. But I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go with that. So, okay. So back to the main storyline. They're trying to figure out who the heir of Slytherin is. And somehow they find that they have to find this creature, maybe? Creature Aragog? I'm going to say it's a creature. Because Aragog's hollow. I don't know that you would just call somewhere a human lives a hollow. I like it, but I just don't know if it would happen. Anyway, so Ron and Harry and maybe Cat Hermione have to steal the Ford Anglica again somehow, maybe do a spell to fix it. I don't know. Isn't it busted? What did you just Anglica. Call it? Am I saying it wrong again? Did you just say Anglica uh, again? It's Anglia. Ford <laughs> Anglia. There's no C in Why it. Why is this so hard? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so they steal Well, what the do you Ford? remember about the Ford Anglia? It crashed into the Whomping Willow. Yeah, and then what happened? 
and then the Whomping Willow beat the crap out of them. Uh-huh. I don't remember what happened to the car. The car... Was impounded or something? No, the car... Stayed there? Kicked them out. Yeah. And drove away. Oh, okay. So we don't know where the car is right Okay. Now. So they figure out a way to get it back because they have to go find Aragog in his hollow. I think that maybe Aragog is like a very powerful phoenix. I think that would help kind of tie some of these things together. Mm, I like it. That's a cool name for a phoenix. Okay. And they have to do something or find something out. And that's what they do when they go there. Cool. Because there's a really big phoenix on the front cover of the book, remember? Yeah. 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 So he's important. Okay. And we only have three chapters left. So, like, if you're going to introduce, like, an important, pivotal character, I feel like it would need to be, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're coming up on the end. Okay, that's what I got. Thank you for those predictions, Becky. We are going to go read the chapters now and figure out if she's right or wrong. And we'll be back next week with our second to last episode Mm -hmm. in this season about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We hope that you join us then. Give us a shout on Instagram. I think it's at Muggles Guide Podcast and on Twitter. Sure, at Muggles Guide. We also have a website called MugglesGuide.com. Uh, We keep that up to date with information, anything going on. We have like a little newsletter. You can sign up for that. If you want to let us know what weird thing you might polyjuice potion into. Oh, yeah. Weird person, not a thing. Person. Let us know. And maybe (laughs) maybe we'll come up with our answers by next time we talk. Um, But thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, Give us a rating. Go give us five stars on whatever it is you're listening to us on. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.